0: hi 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 it's time to meet hit the math grind this is after class the podcast with miss donovan week eight overview so what's gonna happen here is we are gonna go over friday and tuesday of the new material we learned as well as talk a little bit about what we did on monday for our choice board and then have a quick little assessment overview which is no, i know what you are all looking forward to listening to where i will have the assessment in front of me and i'll tell you what you need to know so it's time to get into the topic. we're going to start off with our mathematician of the week a really really cool person we have her name was Euphema Hayes um she was born in on September 11th 1890 she died July 25th 1980 so she was almost 90 when she died she was the first black woman ever to get a PhD in mathematics which is a super awesome and really hard feat especially our uh, feat yeah especially at that time she graduated from her undergrad from Smith's College, her master's from the University of Chicago, and her PhD from the Catholic University of America. She got all her degrees in mathematics. Her dissertation was titled, The Determination of Sets of in- Independent Conditions Characterizing Certain Special Cases of Symmetric Correspondences. Her main thing was that she was a teacher. She taught everything. She taught elementary school. She taught middle school English, she taught high school math. And a lot of what she did is then she ended up creating certain like math programs at colleges, like the math program at the minors college, and then at the District of Columbia Teachers College, she served as the division chair for the mathematics and business education department. She taught she taught part-time at Howard University and in and ended up receiving a papal medal from the Catholic Church in 1959. So that is Euphema Hayes. Okay, so we're going to talk about Friday. In Friday, we did 8-1. Our target was I can identify vertical translations to a parent function by a graph in the equation f of x plus k. This was 8-1, so we are working on vertical translations. So really, the main thing was what did that k value do to our parent function, and what does that mean? So again, your homework was from page 114, problem 17 through 22, and we took our Notes from the book. So the first thing we needed to know was a parent function. The parent function was the most basic function of a particular category. So for a linear function, the parent function would be f of x equals x. That's the most basic thing. Nothing's being multiplied or divided or added or subtracted to it. So we took that parent function f of x equals f, and then we compared it to the function g of x equals x plus 5. So what did that do? What did that plus 5, adding that plus 5 after the x Due to it, we saw that everything kind of moved up five units. So we would compare the y-intercepts, the x-intercepts, to really see what was going on. And we found out that when we had f of x equals x and g of x equals x plus 5, that g of x was just five units above f of x. So again, um, it was just more of us like looking and comparing graphs. So then we did the function f of x equals x cubed, And we had the function f of x, or g of x equals x cubed minus 4. We then made a prediction knowing that the g of x, x plus 5, moved it up 5 units. What would this minus 4 do? So we saw that it would move down 4 units. So this k value that is not with the x value, it is outside the x value, it is its own thing, is moving it up or down. That is what it is doing, it's moving it up or down. If it is positive, it will move it up. If the K value is negative, it is going to shift the parent function down. So a change in position size or shape of a graph is a transformation. We are working with what we call a vertical translation. A vertical translation of a graph shifts the graph up or down, the vertical translation preserves the shape of the graph. So we were working with our parent function being f of x, and then the other function with the vertical translation being g of x, equals f of x plus k. And that k value, again, was the important thing because that k value was not attached to the x, it was on the end, um, and it either moved the graph up or it shifted the graph down. So again, if you saw a function, and it was like the function f F of x equals x squared, and you saw that there was another function, g of x equals x squared minus seven, that minus seven means that that moves that function down seven units. So again, the K value moves it up or it moves it down. And that is what we talked about on Friday. Monday, Monday, Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. Okay, so on Monday, you had a choice board activity. It was an asynchronous day, which meant we did not meet. You had a few options on what you could do. You had to get up to five points for full credit, and you could get up to five points for extra credit. So again, you could have caught up on assignments, done a flip grid assignment. You could have met with me. Done a Google, Google form quiz, there was make a text question, watch an extension video, an extra practice worksheet, a video from YouTube. Um, you could have done math idle or you could have made a math meme. Again, that was due at the beginning of class on Tuesday. If you have not turned it in, you should still turn it in. You can still get credit. Again, make sure you are doing your choice board assignment because it is five points, which is way, not way more, it's two points more than the average homework assignment. So it really does make a difference. Club going up on a Tuesday. So on Tuesday we started talking about um, we had talked about vertical and translations on Friday. So on Tuesday we did vertical or horizontal translations. Our target was I can identify a horizontal translation to a parent function by the graph of an equation f of x minus h. So the h was attached to this x. Um, Unfortunately, our book decided to use the same variable k, but we are going to refer to it as h. So we looked at the absolute value function. The parent function is f of x equals the absolute value of x. We then compared it to the um, g of x, which was a function which was the absolute value of x plus 7. So that plus 7 was attached to the x. It was inside the x. And we wanted to see what it did. So we graphed it, and we realized that it had moved it over. 7 uh, units to the left. So that plus 7 moved it over to the left and not the right like we would have thought. It moved it more negative instead of moving it positive, which was weird. So then we looked at another function, f of x equals x cubed. And we looked at its uh, g of x equals x minus 3 cubed. So that minus 3 was attached to the x inside the cubed. When we graphed that one, the minus moved it over to the right 3. So, what we realized is first of all, vertical tra- or horizontal translations, what we were talking about is horizontal translations. Those H values have to be attached to the X for them to be horizontal translations. They're inside with it. But then also, it's the opposite of what you would think. It's not, if it's a plus, it's gonna move it to the negative values. If it's a minus, it's going to move it to the positive value. So if you have a plus in h value, it's going to move to the left. If you have a minus, it's going to move to the right. And we talked about how horizontal translations of graphs shift the graph left or right. And like vertical translation, a horizontal translation preserves the size and the shape. So again, we were really looking at how horizontal plus the H value moves it to the left, minus moves it to the right, while in vertical, a plus value moves it up, the minus value moves it down. So it's really important to remember that the two are opposites and what they are. So again, we're going to use that as an h value. So our function would be g of x equals f of x minus h, that in parentheses, and then outside of the parentheses plus k. So whatever's inside the parentheses in your function is going to, or whatever's, I want to say combined, condensed, attached to the x, it's going to be the horizontal, the horizontal, um, the horizontal translation. While whatever is outside, not attached to the x, is going to be the vertical translation. So again, that was what we did on Tuesday. And if you have any questions, there is a quizzes assignment that is going to be posted for extra practice as well as well as the optional review. And if you're listening to this, you already listened to after class. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Uh! Now on to the part I know you're all here for. We're going to, I'm going, I have the test right in front of me, assessment number eight. I'm going to go over it. So on assessment number eight, there are six, what is it, one, two, there are five sections. So um, it's one, 5 5-2, 5-3. They're all separate. And then six one, six two, 6.2, and 6.3 are together. And then I also put eight one and eight two together. So the translations are together. So first sections five dash one, you can skip it if you like your grade, but you should definitely go look at home access center just in case. You're gonna write the relation as a function, As you're gonna write the relation as a table. Answer, is it a function, yes or no? And why or why not? It is one question, that's all you gotta do. For five dash two, you're gonna list the domain and range of a linear function. Remember, if it goes on and on forever, it's going to be all real numbers. That's really important. It's only specific values, if it's discrete or if it stops somewhere, it could be an inequality. But if it's just a straight line going on forever and ever in all directions, it's all real numbers for the domain and the range. 5-3, you're gonna write a function and function notation. When I have y equals x plus seven, function notation for that would be f of x equals x plus seven. All I want you to do is put f of x instead of y. Evaluate the function for x equals negative two and x equals five. All you're doing is plugging in negative two for one and then five for the other, you should get two answers there. For 6-1, 6-2, and 6-3, you have to do this section this is the second time you're seeing it. First question, is this graph uh, discrete or continuous? List the domain and range. You gotta do both, you can't just skip one. Make sure you're doing both, listing the domain and the range. Otherwise, I'm gonna be sad. Is there a maximum or minimum? List the maximum or minimum value. So what's the highest, what's the lowest value? Again, if it goes on forever and ever in all direction, and it doesn't have either. If it has a maximum, it goes forever. It doesn't have a minimum. If it has a minimum, it goes forever in the other direction. It doesn't have a maximum. And then list the independent and dependent variable for the situation. Then we get into our new stuff, 8-1 and 8-2. You're gonna have to identify one vertical translation, one horizontal translation, and then one that has both. Um, For one of them, you're going to be asked to what the translation is to describe the trans, okay, for two of them, you're gonna be asked to describe the translation and you'll be given the function. For one of them, you're gonna be asked to, um, basically, it's gonna tell you what the parent function is and you're gonna write the equation for the horizontal um, or for the vertical translation, depending on what it is um, of a graph. So you're given a graph and you have to write the equation from the graph. So two of them, you're describing the transformation. One of them, you're writing the equation from the graph. And that is it for assessment number eight. So good luck and let me know if you need anything. Okay, and that is it for After Class, the podcast week eight overview. Woo-hoo! You guys are going to do awesome on the assessment. So we went over what we did in eight one and eight two, as well as our mathematician of the week. Uh, we had a quick review of what we did on Monday for our choice board, as well as an overview of our assessment number eight. So again, my office hours are from two ten to 3 o'clock. Like always, if you have any questions, feel free to stop by. Other than that, you can email me or ask me during class. Looks like I'll see you in class.